0: This is Julie Hoag with Vegetarians and Meat Lovers, a split table podcast, also about food. So I do talk about how you can make recipes work for vegetarians and meat lovers in an easy way. And I also just share about food and recipes and ideas and meal preps. And I also have people come on for interviews. So today I'm going to talk about two different recipes that would be great for Easter. We're coming up on Easter. And, you know, the Easter meal is so involved, just like any holiday meal. So if you're gonna have some appetizers or some sides, you really could use them for either. You want something really good, but really easy. You know, you're spending so much time on the big parts of the meal, the entree, the sides, the salads, you may be doing a lot of chopping and whatnot, but this is these recipes are both pretty easy and they're both very good. I've taken this first recipe to parties and people just melt over it. It's so good. Now, kids may not love it, <laughs> but they'll love the second recipe that is in here. So it's very family-friendly, both of them, one more so than the other. The first one involves brie. So you're gonna bake the brie and... I've gotten just a regular size brie. I don't know. I've only seen brie really come in one size. Its size doesn't really matter here because you can really use any size you want. So you're gonna take a brie and you're going to unwrap it and you kind of scrape off that top layer. I usually kind of cut it and then kind of peel it off. Like you can eat the coating on a brie. It is edible. But this is how you do it because you're gonna add things to the top of it and you want it to be easy to scoop out of. So you can leave the bottom on and the sides, but just take that full layer off the very top of it. And I put it in a container that, usually I put it in a ceramic container and pop it in the oven. And you're going to bake it at 400 for 20 minutes. Just debris all by itself. See, this is so easy, right? <laughs> and it'll really wow people. So, It's really amazing. I'm telling you, it's so good. It's so good. And it's good leftover too. Like if you reheat it or, you know, make it warm again, or you could even eat it cold. I've even eaten it cold as a leftover. It's really good on crackers or bread or even by itself. So after the 20 minutes, you're going to take it out and you're going to top it with one third cup fig jam. That's fig, F I G, fig jam. And then you're going to Top it with one third cup of dried cranberries infused with blueberry. You could use plain, but I like to add in the little extra thing from the blueberries. And I use craisins, which they come already infused with blueberry. It's one of their usual offerings. So that's the the craisins or the dried cranberries. And then you're gonna add one fourth cup of candied nuts. Now this is amazing because I found the best topper for this at Walmart. It's Sahale Snacks. I'm going to spell it for you. S-A-H-A-L-E Snacks. And it's in the snack aisle by like the nuts and snacks like that. And it's maple pecans glazed mix. It's so good. So you're going to take about a fourth cup of that. And it's made up of walnuts, apples, cherries, and then cinnamon and pecans. It is so good. I'm telling you, I love this snack mix. And I tried it before. I was just using candied pecans. But when I added this to it, it was even better. It's, it's out of the park. And then you're going to take fresh rosemary leaves, about two sprigs, I'd say. And so you're going to pick all those little leaves off, which can be kind of pesky, right? Because they're so little. You're going to pick them off and you're going to sprinkle them all across the brie. And then when you serve it, you serve it warm. So you're going to want to make it, and but it's so quick, right? You just have this warm breed and you put all these toppings on it and you're ready to go because everything is pretty easy to add to it on top. So it's a perfect thing to add when you're making a pretty involved holiday meal. It is a great party snack. And then you put it out and you put it out with like a knife or a spoon or something so people can scoop it out and put it on crackers or little slices of bread. It is to die for. It is so good. It's so simple. And I'll put this down in the podcast show notes so you can easily access it. It's a baked brie. Obviously, it's a baked brie. And it's just super easy. It's so good. And I just love it. I made it and brought it to a party recently. And everybody was just like dying over it too. And we put it on those table water crackers or triscuits. Little slices of bread work too. Little pieces of sourdough. Little slices. You can't go wrong. French bread. French baguette. You can't go wrong. It's so good. And the cheese is a little bit melty, of course, because it's warm. And the key to do it is, you know, you want to get some of the toppings and the brie. Now, if people like eat all the toppings off, <laughs> I've seen that happen too. You can keep it on hand and you can kind of re-top it. Like if you get down to the middle of the brie and there's aren't many toppings left, it's so easy to refresh. All you do is put some more fig jam on there, more cranberries, craisins, and the nut mix, and rosemary leaves if you want. And if you don't happen to have one of those ingredients left, just use what you do have. And then I have stored it in the fridge and rewarmed it up and had it out for a snack or an appetizer. And then the days that follow, like a day or two, don't go too far because, you know, eventually it's going to start to decay. But you've got several days in there where you could eat on it if you have any left, that is. <laughs> It's so good. I'm serious. It's a really delicious thing. We are coming up on Easter in March this year. It's a little bit early. And so I got to start thinking about Easter. I'm just starting to decorate my house. I don't know about you guys, but I am just starting to get all my decorations. And, you know, the kids really love the decorations, whether they help or not, which of mine are boys, so they don't tend to help that much. But they really look for those decorations and that tradition that we have every year. And it's a part of the experience for them and for for me as well so make it fun and of course we've got the Easter baskets and so much fun stuff you know and it's just so much fun because you can do so many different things we have an Easter scavenger hunt at our house every year and I have a blog post on my website at Julie Hogue Writer about this or there's different ideas that you can utilize it's a really fun thing my kids look forward to every year And the Easter Bunny brings prizes at the end of the scavenger hunt, so they know they get to find something that they want and get some prizes, in addition to the Easter baskets, of course. So, so many good things. On my website, I also have suggestions for boys for Easter baskets, what to put in your Easter baskets, because sometimes as the kids get to teenage years, it's harder to think of ideas, right? I have a bunch. (laughs) I'll put the links to that down in the podcast show notes. The next one is something that is a crowd favorite, including with kids. This could be an appetizer that you put out, you know, for your brunch, if you're doing an Easter brunch, or for a dinner. And it's also a great way to add in some yummy potatoes as a side dish, if you want to have it as your side dish with your meal. It's cheddar hash browns, potato jalapeno bites. And it's so easy to make. It's really easy, and you can make it spicy or not spicy. I tend to make it spicy with the hot jalapenos, but you don't have to. You could use the mild ones. Cheesy potatoes are good on every level, right? But these are little bite-sized little cups because you use the muffin tins, the mini muffin tins, and what you do is you take one 30-ounce package of frozen shredded-style hash browns, and you want them to be thawed, of course, and you're going to take 8-ounce can of diced jalapenos, undrained. And then 2 cups of shredded mild cheddar cheese. And 2-thirds cup finely chopped onion. 1 teaspoon salt. And now this is where you can make it for vegetarians and for people who love meats. You could make some of them without meat. And the others you could add pepperoni. Like the little pepperonis work really good. The little pepperoni, little circle pieces. Crumbled cooked bacon. Or ham. Ham works really great in there, too, if you have, like, little pieces. And so you could split it up into two different bowls and make some with meat and some without. It's a very easy thing to do. And then you preheat your oven, of course, to 400. You're going to combine all of those ingredients in a big bowl and stir it. Spray a 24-count mini muffin pan with cooking spray. Fill the cups with hash brown mixture to the top of the cup and squish it down with a spoon or your fingers. And you can add more because you want to kind of get it up to about level but you're squishing it at the same time. So you want it to be level with the top of the cups. And then that makes about half of it when you fill up that whole thing. So I usually pop the bowl back into the fridge. The one is cooking, then when it's done, then you'll make the second batch. But you bake it for quite a while, about 46 to 50 minutes, or until the edges appear browned. Then you're going to scoop out each of the bites with a spoon and place on a platter. So it's so easy. I mean, that you can't get much easier than that. And it's so good. It's super simple. I have this recipe on my website. So I'll also put that down in the podcast show notes as well. So you can easily just link to that and access it. It's super easy. You know, it's so much fun to try these different things that you've never tried. It's fun to have your regular things you like to have out there. But sometimes it's fun to try something new, right? And You you want it to be something really yummy, though, especially if it's for a holiday, because everybody's looking forward to those particular foods. So if you're going to replace one of those traditional foods, you need something really yummy, right? (laughs) You don't want everybody to be disappointed. It's like you're going to try something new. It makes more sense to try it at not a holiday time. But if you know it's really good, try it at a holiday time, because it's going to wow everybody. These two recipes will wow people. It is undoubtedly very, very yummy and easy. That's what I love about both these recipes too, because like I said, if you're making a really involved meal, it's kind of hard to think about adding in something that's really complicated. You need easy stuff. You need stuff that is going to be delicious, but very simple. And that's what these recipes are. I hope you have an amazing Easter coming up. I have some Amazing interviews coming up in the future. If you haven't heard my other ones, go back and listen. They're really amazing talking to these different people that in some way, shape, or form are connected with food and cooking and making things. It's it's super fun. I really enjoy it, and I hope that you're enjoying my podcast. Don't forget to check out Instacart. There are some deals that you can get if you're making food and you're like, oh, no, I forgot something. Or like you're My House, where you might go to make a dish and someone is used to the ingredients. <laughs> I love it when my, my kids cook, but sometimes I've that that happen to me where I go to make the dish and, oh, all the cheese is gone <laughs> or all the eggs are gone. I'm like, oh no. Then it's a quick run out to the store, right? But if you have Instacart, then you don't have to do that. You could be working on your other stuff or doing whatever you need to around your house and have it delivered to you. It is Very simple and very easy. Our world of deliveries, right? Ever since COVID hit, now we've become this world where deliveries are easy and commonplace, which before COVID, they were not. It was the opposite, right? We've had a major shift in our world because of what happened. So, hey, take advantage of it now. If you need some, try out Instacart. It's a great way to do it. I have several templates where you can copy and use my scavenger hunt template. It's a bunch of different little like riddles for them to figure out. And so they have to figure out where the next note is going to be and it carries them through several places and each one will bring them to the next note until they get to the end. So it's super fun. (laughs) I hope you enjoy and you have a great Easter. Whatever you're going to have, whether you're having your ham, your traditional ham, or you're doing something vegetarian, maybe you're doing something a meal for both, which is often what ends up being the case for me because, of course, I'm the vegetarian and the rest of my family eat meat. So we tend to do a mixture where it can work for everybody. Don't forget to check out my book, One Dish, Two Diets. The hash brown recipe is actually from that cookbook as well. So I hope you enjoy and please follow my podcast. Subscribe to it so you don't miss a single episode. You have an amazing day. Love you. Bye-bye now. Appetizers. Chia seed Mexican hummus dip. This is such an easy dip to make for parties. It is very tasty with tortilla chips, especially lime-flavored tortilla chips, or with small yellow orange grape or cherry tomatoes and vegetables. The chia seeds are a healthy addition and help thicken this crowd-pleasing dip. My kids beg for this dip all the time. Preparation time: 15 to 20 minutes. Ingredients: 1/2 cup sour cream, 3/4 cup medium salsa, 10 ounces lean classic hummus, 1 teaspoon sweetened lime juice, 4 ounces cream cheese softened, 1 tablespoon chia seeds, 1 tablespoon taco seasoning. Suggestions for ingredients for dipping. Tortilla chips, either plain or lime-flavored. Small tomatoes, yellow, orange, grape, or cherry, or other vegetables such as broccoli, carrots, cauliflower. Instructions. Step one, combine one-half cup sour cream, three-fourths cup salsa, 10 ounces hummus, one teaspoon lime juice, 4 ounces cream cheese, 1 tablespoon chia seeds, and 1 tablespoon taco seasoning in a bowl. Mix with hand mixture for 1 minute. Step 2 Allow dip to sit in the refrigerator for 1 to 2 hours prior to serving to allow taco seasonings to soften and chia seeds to thicken the dip. Serve chilled.